Blog Talk Radio. In order to be free, you have to know the truth. Pastor Lionel Gant seeks to use the truth of God's word to help stop the tide of violence and mass incarceration used to enslave people all across this nation. Now, the word of truth by Pastor Lionel Gant. I am looking for freedom, looking for freedom, and Glory to God, glory to God. This is Pastor Lionel Gant coming to you live from Atlanta, Georgia. And once again, we're coming to you with nothing but the whole truth. Let us pray. Dear Heavenly Father, we thank you for this day. We thank you for this opportunity, dear Heavenly Father, to speak to your people. And Father God, we ask you right now that you test the ears of the listeners, test the hearts and minds of people everywhere that are listening to this broadcast. Father God, we give you all the honor. Father God, we give you all the glory. Father God, we give you all the praise in the name of Yahshua, your son, our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ, we pray. Amen. And thank God. This is the whole truth, nothing but the truth radio broadcast. And look, we're coming to you live from Atlanta, Georgia today. And today uh, we're going to introduce you to one of the uh, presidential candidates that are coming up. And, 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 and we're going to be talking about uh, topics today that are, that are affecting black America and things that we need to look at that uh, that has been happening, you know, right out in the open. I mean, they're not even trying to hide the the racism and discrimination that that we're facing today. And today we're just gonna we're just gonna chat. We're just gonna put it out in the open. All right, this is the whole truth, nothing but the truth radio broadcast. Pastor Lionel Gant coming to you live. And do I have my listeners on the line? Do I have my callers on the line? Yes, sir. Okay. All right. Uh, this is my sister. You know, we go way back, so I'm going to have her introduce herself. And uh, if you have your colleague on the line, please introduce him also. Yes, sir. My name is Nikki LaShannon Kaisenet. Um. I'm former military, Air Force. I've done a lot for this nation. I work now. I work as director of a Fortune 500 company, and I'm here to talk about what's going on in this nation. And sir, you're going to get a call from a 601 number. That's the presidential candidate. Okay. Okay. I would rather I would rather you bring him in on your line uh, right yes. now. Oh yes, sir. My phone's acting up, sir. <laughs> okay. All right. This is the whole truth, nothing but the truth radio broadcast, and and uh, we're coming to you live. So uh, this is a live call. So we'll be taking in the the, the call as we call in. I'm coming to you out of the book of. Uh, of Psalms today, and this is Psalms 82, um, and, it's, and it reads, God stands in the congregation of the mighty. He judges among the gods. How long 
will you judge unjustly? And how how particularly to the wicked? Defend the poor and the fatherless. Do justice to the afflicted and the needy. Deliver the poor and the needy. Free them from the hands of the wicked. Coming to you out of the out of Psalms eighty two. And this is a this is a good scripture for the subject that we have today. You know, who who is standing up for the poor? Who is standing up for the for those that are afflicted? How many you know, we can't answer we can't answer the the problem that are facing America with with a with a welfare package. That that there's not one that's going to that's going to, you know, meet out the needs of the people. What we what we're facing today, we must we must organize ourselves as as black America. We must come together as one nation of people ourselves to take care of our own problems as opposed to looking to the government to take care of our problems because the government has not been taking care of our problems. We you know we, we got elected officials especially here in Atlanta the majority of our politicians that are in power right now, they are black Americans. But yet the problems are increasing for our people continuously every day. There are no solutions for the problems that they are facing every day. All right. So now uh, uh, we have our candidate on the line, and we have we have uh, my sister that's on the line right now. And and. And we're going to talk about some of these things, you know, the the you know, and the, and and I'm going to allow him to, uh, my brother. I'm going to allow you to come in and to introduce yourself and to tell us about uh, tell us about your campaign and and why you, why you're running at this time. Well, uh, good. Uh, let's see what time is it? Yeah, good afternoon uh, to everybody out there. Hope everybody's. Uh, Having a blessed day, a blessed Saturday. My name is Michael D. Landingham. I uh, was a former candidate for president in 2020 as a Democrat, and now I have decided again to run uh, for the office of, of the presidency 2024 as an independent, as a candidate for the people, the people's candidate to deliver the people's justice. It's because it seems like for far too long, past 400 years, our people haven't really gotten the, the equal justice, the equal treatment, the equal respect as being human, as being one of God's children. And I was raised up in the South, born up in Cleveland, so I'm, I'm kind of like my grandmother in some sense, of how we're supposed to be. And so the reason I ran for president was because, first I figured, what would it take to bring us all together, especially in our black communities while we're hurting one another? And then we have black on white crime. Hate, hatred towards one another because news organizations and people lying about African Americans. It's been a, it's been a generational effect, and it's gonna it's it, it, it's all ran aground now with what happened to me. And uh, I, I thought that with my story of unity, showing what my family history was about growing up, 
uh, learning from it, didn't know all these white people who, <laughs> who were my cousins, and uh, have historical histories, historical ties. George Washington, father of our country, Robert E. Lee, the Southern general, and I'm also kin to the sons of the American Revolution, which pretty much have the, you know, the Declaration of Independence. So I felt that with my family history, that what I did with my black and white family, bringing them together, there were, there were some Trump supporters, there were some that were not Trump supporters, but the ones that are Trump supporters, they're more, they're more inclined with me of what I'm saying, that they were disagreeing about the same conversation with other people. So I, find, I found a way, a bridge for us to so, feel so not so divided. And so right now, there's a, there's a conspiracy afoot. Same thing that has been happening to our people for 400 plus years. Racing our history. Racing our identity. Just pillaging and stealing the very fabric of who we were, who we still are. That's what's going on right here with me. They're working their tireless effort, the government currently, has been working tirelessly to cover up what happened between me and Donald Trump three years ago. 13 days after I announced the first time for 2020. Democrats knew about it. House Oversight Committee knows about, knows about it because they had my paperwork to file an uh, investigational suit against Trump when he was president the last year, when he, uh, last year of his presidency. We can't come together with the same old, same old. They always want to keep us down and only want to let us go so far until we have to make a solid stand against the current system right now that has kept us down. And you said earlier, brother, and we can't change. It's gonna be hard to change. I don't. I don't believe it's. I don't, I don't believe it's hard to change. We just need people to. We need people to have leaders. That's pretty much it. Yeah, we we most definitely we are changing. I mean, the changes, the changes taking is taking place, whether you like it or not. Oh, I'm seeing that now. Yes, sir. I mean, I'm just saying before leading up to now, it's been hard. But now, since it's all ran aground, all the lies, all the visionary taxes, the visionary taxes, all that stuff. Now I ran aground. My grandma used to always say a lot doesn't have a, a bottom stand on. So eventually, well, let just me, eventually. Let me share something with you all. You know, this is the whole truth, nothing but the truth radio broadcast. And yes, I'm, I, I must remind you that we are live and we're coming to you live. And, and, and yes. we're coming to you with nothing but the whole truth. You know, people talk about, people talk about Donald Trump. And they talk about him, and whenever they come out with it, they come out with a negative slight. But, but, but the man was elected as president of the United States. And, and guess what? Uh, there's a lot of noise in the background. You need to mute your phone, please. Okay, you need to mute your phone if you're not if you're not speaking. All right. Uh, uh, you need to mute your phone if you're not speaking, please. All right. All right. This is the whole truth, nothing but the truth radio broadcast. Listen, y'all. Most of you that are listening to this broadcast, you are born again, baptized, Holy Ghost filled believers. Okay? And to tell you the truth, most of the tactics, most of the policies, most of the procedures, most of the most of the laws that were enacted during the Trump administration was those that were that were that were of a Christian nature, that was of a 
that was of a believer's uh, 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 notion. These were things that, that they wanted to do, like like they had taken prayer out of the school. They brought it back. They brought back a, a view of prayer in the school. They, they you know, everything that, that, that the, the former candidates had taken out, a lot of those things were added back in during the Trump administration. And so, and so, you know, I'm asking you as believers to, 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 to judge justly, to stand up for what you believe in. All right. So, 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 so I'm going to go to my sister now. Okay. What are your, what are your thoughts about some of the laws that, that we've seen come into, uh, come into, uh, come into conflict, uh, dealing with the, uh, hold on just a second. Okay, okay. I was trying to I was trying to get you to come in and talk about uh, talk about what are your thoughts about abortion, which which that which which we see that's in the news right now. What's your opinion about racism? What's your what's your opinion about economic slavery that we're seeing taking place, and that's not only affecting Black Americans but it's affecting all of America. Poverty, and then what's your thoughts on assimilation, and then uh, and then how does how does politics and government fit in all of that? Yes, sir. I, I I'm so I'm so apologetic right now. I'm just listening because I'm doing like four different things right now. I'm sorry. Mute your phone, please. And I, yeah, I'm gonna just mute my phone, okay? All right, thank you. All right, thank you. Sorry. All right. All right, so when they start off with this, we need to bring back old school values. Say that it's again. We Say. need to bring back old school values. But what do you mean by old school? Well, that's what I call it, honestly. Okay, Deep good. down, the family being together. I see a nation where they're just destroying the family values. And then when it comes to the black home, when it comes to the crime against black, I'm fed up. Okay. I'm tired of seeing young men shot in back for running. And when they can easily shoot them in the leg on former military, but Uh they're killing us. And they're saying what they have to say in the Constitution. We are not considered human. We're not. It's a three-fifth amendment. We're not even considered human. I'm in constitutional law right now. And I'm learning we're not even considered human. And I remember with Grandma, she raised me, the Mm. signs. No N words, no Irish, no dogs, no N words, no Asians, no Irish. I remember it all, seeing the photos. Something okay. needs to change. Okay. And then when it comes to what else did you ask about, sir? Well, well, uh, 
their opinions about okay the you know the the abortion laws that they were talking about are overturning uh the racism of today and then uh, the economic uh economic slavery and then we have to talk about poverty because uh we we know the effects of poverty and how how that's being used as a tactic against us today and then uh we have to talk about assimilation and then uh politics and government yes sir when it comes to abortion i've been paying attention to texas and how they're going back and forth on a woman's right to choose and men all deciding on it okay deep down i have a couple of friends and i had to do some soul searching with who are these friends who had abortions i had to do soul searching but honestly i really deep down and this is just me i'm not trying to argue or start a debate I really don't think a man should decide for a woman. It's like a woman trying to be a man or something. I see, I don't I think have, hold, on, hold on, I have to inject that the man is just as involved in this as the woman. Yes, he has, yes it's a bigger story. No. It's unfair. Hold on, I think it's unfair for just the woman to decide uh, what's going to happen with this child without the man's input. Go ahead. Yes, sir. Mm-hmm. But it goes back to the old school values. I, what I noticed, this is 1999 in high school. I didn't date anybody or touch anybody mm-hmm. because I watched people just sleep with each other and date somebody else a week later. Yeah, you're talking about how. But yeah, and I'm looking at society now and how things have changed. And so I know everybody's circumstances are different. Mm -hmm. Circumstances. It all boils down to that. It's just that's a difficult subject and it always leads to arguments. It's just, with Texas, it's mainly men. And that's why it's going back and forth, and people are running to underground doctors and dying. It's been this way since, like, the 50s. Mm-hmm. And I'm not trying to bring up historical references, but it's been this way since the 50s. Abortion clinics and everything else. And so that's a difficult one. I'm going to shoot my mouth for a second and think. It's been 50 years. It's been 50 years since uh, since this policy was passed. And you got to count the millions of babies that were, that that they didn't, okay, first of all, once a, once a, once a child is conceived in the womb, and my brother, you can jump in any time when you get ready. Okay, I mean, it's a, it's a free conversation here. Okay, you know, once a baby is conceived in the womb, okay, from that moment, that 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 is a that is that is a, a life, okay, and and by the Constitution, that life has every right 
as an individual, you know, that has that has the right to 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 life. They have the right to liberty, and they have the right to the pursuit of happiness according to the constitutional laws of America. So, so that child has to have a say in his life, you know, being born or not being born because they didn't actually come here. And then also, the the woman she could she can't just uh, make the decision by herself, even because that's her body. She made that action with with another individual, so so the, so that's the that's the that's the that's the the problem with abortion uh, that they're failing to look at. That that child that's in the womb is also a citizen of the United States. Once it's conceived, I mean that's a new life. All right, uh, I'm okay. Uh, yeah. If you don't mind, I can I can interject a little bit there. Um, yeah. We know this has been a uh, very controversial issue for, for many years and it's been a tug and mm-hmm. cold war. Uh, life is precious all around, don't get me wrong. Um, and, and am I for abortion? Am I against abortion? Am I for a woman's right to choose? Or am I not for a woman's right to choose? You know, the thing I, I, I believe that, no, I'm not for harming any life. But the problem is with that is I'm not here to tell nobody what to do about their bodies. Now, if you're talking about between a man and a woman and they decide to have an abortion, that is between that man and the woman. But most women are being left out there in the cold, pregnant after rape and incest and whatever ha- else have you, and they, they have a difficult choice to choose. So that, I believe, under the Constitution of the United States, uh, about our freedoms and, and, and our laws, like you said, that choice should be under that woman's decision, under that woman's discretion. And it's not it's not just like killing babies, it's just it's the it's the choice is what is the issue. And yes, we, we need to we need to take a second look at um like the family home. Uh, that starts there. A lot of a lot of instances of, of abortion happens because of the absence of family early on and that the grow growing up doing that and then they get grown and then life happens so fast getting getting out there, young women. And men, you know, we, we take advantage. We got to look at ourselves, too, now. You know what I'm saying? So um, I, I think that, yes, I, I'm not for abortion, but I'm not for taking uh, uh, the rights away from for anybody to choose for whatever is best for them. And, uh, you know, under under their, if they're single, if they're married or something happens as, as, a, as a couple, then that's, that's, that's decisions between the, that, that, that man and that woman. But like I said, most women are, 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 are pretty much out there left in the dark by themselves. So okay, take, don't, okay. don't take the choice away. That's right. Okay. That's right. Okay. And that's pretty much where we are with the, with the abortion issue. And people can, yeah. you know, people that uh, want to, you know, throw the Bible in there and throw all kinds of things in there. Uh, you know, we, we're pretty, you know, we're pretty, we, we know that, you know, sin is sin, you know, murder is murder. Uh, no matter how you, no matter how you look at it, but, Okay, let's let's talk about let's talk about racism. Now, now you 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 saying you coming from a mixed family? You know, describe yourself and stuff like that to the people yes. that they may know you a little bit better. But but let's talk about racism. How, and, and yes, sir. It, and how blatant it is today. I mean, we haven't seen racism distributed. I mean, displayed like this since like back in the back in the fifties. Uh, you know. 
you know, now now yeah. it's just blatant. It's just out. It's just showing the ugly ugly side of America. Uh, right. What are y'all opinions on that? Well, I, I think overall it's gotten worse. They've they've taken us back to the fifties, and and even try to take us back even more when America was great. And uh, they, they they the system the system is, is, is within itself is racist. Not all of it, but the inner workers that have led and got it with America is right now being divided living in the past too much um saying that these black people the same reason why we're like we are right now we should all take them back in the field deep down those racist people are still out there trying to push it push fear hate and determine and, and killing on our people trying to put fear in us also okay. then some people some people in the but but, but, but. Okay, but we got you know I'm I'm a, I'm a, I'm a man of God. Okay, but I'm also I'm also working with the with the with the political side. And I'm working with the social side. Uh, mm-hmm. so we have a lot of group homes and different different ministries that are out there where we're trying to bring healing to the people. Okay, yes. and just as many I have just as many of my friends that are white that have been working with me for years. Okay, you're coming from, uh, you know, a mixed a mixed family. Uh, yes. Uh, and so 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 how do we how do we come together as a nation, and how do and how do we you know get our people together because? <laughs> well, it's very it's, 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 it's simple. We got to get we got to stop listening to the leadership right now. That's not bringing us together. That's keeping us divided. We got to have our own. We got to step up when out from when out with from with our own selves. From uh-huh. our own communities, and, uh-huh. of, and, and, and instead of having the government blocking those people from coming out, then what you're doing? I mean, there are a lot of leaders out there. They're trying to silence and quiet and kill. I'm I'm kind of included in that right there, uh, right there myself in my story. But overall, we need to look with with them and not stop and stop looking and voting these same people, these Washington these Washington uh, insiders, all of them. It's not it's not a two party system. It's a one party system. But we gotta, we gotta, we gotta have new leadership that teach us and show us the way to come together. We gotta open up dialogue between our peoples and stop listening to the news so it all go much. Truthfully, I don't care what it's Fox News or MSNBC or whatever. We gotta stop listening to it and talk from with, with ourselves, blacks and whites, and find common ground. You find common ground in one area, talking about kids, school shootings, something, something based instead of your skin color. We're all, we all believe red. We all love God. We all love this country. I don't understand what's the difference between each other instead of what we're hearing on the news. Republicans also have been led really astray, and not, not all Republicans, but, and I don't talk about the Republican vote. I, I always go after the Republican leadership, the Democratic leadership. They're the ones that are at, they're at fault. You reach out to people that, that are, that, that they know that some ain't right, but there's nobody that can tell the truth. There's nobody that can lead the right, correct way. They just saying stuff out of talking points, just enough to stir us to go left or stir us to go right, but not to stay straight, not to stay focused, not to tell us the truth. And we're lacking that. And I, that's why I'm running to give more of a better uh, viewpoint on what the truth is and how we should go after we know what the truth is about coming together. And you got to get rid of fear. You got to take love and courage into and, and play with this. And it's not going to, it's not going to take Washington to fix it. It's going to take us. 
Yes, I agree. Honestly, I grew up in the 80s. I'm telling my age here. I grew up in the 80s. When I went to church, I knew everything that was going on because Grandma would be talking about it in the house with the church ladies. And it's not the same anymore. It's everything, social media, this and that. But my point is, the church was where to go. The pastors talked to each other. The ministers talked to each other. The reverends, preachers, they all talked to each other and they all worked together. And everybody knew the elders took care of the kids. Mom and dad go to work, go to grandma's house, go to uncle's house. The racism, yeah, we got to because we got to talk. Now, I understand where you're coming from. Now, back in the day, you know, the church was the focal point of the community. And if yes. we knew, and when we when we talk about the civil rights era, you know, the church was the nucleus of that because that was where all the people gathered at to, uh, to talk about the things that were going on in the community, okay? But now the church is not fulfilling that role anymore, okay? Where do the people congregate at today? The people, well, you know, they asked me that at the SCLC when we started our Stop the Violence campaign. They asked me, well, how are you going to reach these young people? How are you going to reach, you know, uh, the folks that ain't coming to church? You know, I told them we're going to have to reach them where they congregate at every day. And they asked me, where the people congregating at every day? I told them the people are congregating online. They're congregating online now. So, so, so that's where that's where we started launching our our uh, campaign online. Okay. So, so, so we're 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 facing a whole uh, another demographic. Uh, and we're going to have to reach them where they congregate at every day, and they're congregating online. Okay, so, I agree. So, 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 so that has changed everything. That has changed everything. But you know, so, so we as a nation of people, uh, we tend to believe uh, whatever they say on the news or whatever they say on the TV. We don't even we don't even investigate. We can't seem to uh, take that at heart and to believe it. All right, and we know that most of that information is false. It's false. All right. This Can I is interject real quick? This is Terry Ham. This is Terry Ham. Might interject for a minute. Go ahead. Can you hear me? Yeah. I think the best place to meet them at is where they live at in their hearts. I I do a lot in communities. I go to where they're at on a corner, on the street, hanging out playing uh, with a jack, what you call it, um, dice and all that, selling their drugs. And I talk to my children. Like when I say my children, I mean the community. And I say, guys, I need you to get together and tell me what you want to do. I am tired of seeing you out here at night thinking and whatever they're doing. I say, I do a lot in the community. You don't know me, but talk to me. What do you want? I say, if you want to do some, make movies, whatever, call me. I'll give my number. And I talk to them, and I, I let them know that I'm not playing games. I said, I want to see you guys doing something. I'm saying, personally, yeah, I don't want to so, see you out here. That's how I start. I go to where they're at, from this group, where they're at, gathering at. 
and they listen. Okay. Okay. That's a start. That makes that's one one start. You know what I'm saying? Okay. Well, y'all. Well, 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 what what are we gonna do about uh about this? You know, economic slavery. I mean, people are caught up. You know, you know, in nine to five jobs. You know, they're making just enough money to to stay alive. Uh, you know, we're we're faced with we're faced with these economic dilemmas that we're facing every day. And I'm gonna I'm gonna go back I'm gonna go back to our candidate for president. What would you do? How how can we turn this around? Well, okay, I okay, I'm, okay. I'm here. Sorry, I'm here. Uh, overall, it's it, it's a very hard pill to swallow to try to make change economically, especially. Give you an example. Where there was a time when we was getting all this extra money, you know, during the uh, COVID pandemic. Uh, Look, man, they and, 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 and then and then and then they sending billions uh, overseas to an effort that we don't even know about, and and we can't right. even get reparations or get any help right here in America. Go ahead. Right, I I, I completely understand all that, but every time we get we the people get something like a, a, a substantial amount of, of, of increasing the funds, a job or social security, the other side, the rich people always raise the prices for oil, gas, and whatever. This is a complicated issue that we have to reform our how our economics is, is, is work here in this country where only the rich get most and only the most get few. And that's gotta change because we cannot sustain this any longer. Now the capital the capitalist movement, this capitalist system, uh, buying goods, selling whatever, creating businesses, stuff like that, we've lost our way. There's it's, it's not a only the top few businesses control mostly everything. And just like the baby formula, when it got out, only four companies throughout the country created and all had to shut down. We had to go overseas to get our stuff. So, you know, and then our, 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 our fossil fuels, we, we get oil from these countries that has a direct effect of our national security. All right. And our, and our economic security in this country and around the world since we, you know, we're the, we're the, we're the, we're the number one uh, economic power in the world. But we got to reform and change everything of our economics, starting with our tax code, that we can op- we can open up more opportunities uh, for small business owners to grow instead of being bought off or paid off or blocked to get more in the in the main markets. And uh, like I said, more more competition, more opportunity. That's how that's I think that's one way we can get things to uh, turn around. But like I said, you got you got to change the tax code in a way that will benefit the people and corporations going forward as they grow. But we have to, we have to, when we're talking about black America, we have to talk about the deliberate uh, attacks that have been placed on black America. When we look at, when we look at the project, okay, the project was actually a project where they were, where they were going to put people inside these, uh, these uh, apartments and, these projects where they were going to produce uh, an effect where they removed the black man from the head of the household. And they, yes. you know, these things were done systematically to create. Yeah, on purpose. Create on purpose. Have now. Yes. Yes. On purpose. They, they okay. take off the black, they take the black man out. He's the economic uh, the, the, the engine in the household, you know, growing back, you know, going back when I was growing up and, now is the, is the, the man, the father is non-existent in the home. 
and 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 but the black female is is highly required. Go ahead. But we, like I said, you give opportunities uh, back to the family, recreate the black image of the family. Um, that can help with the economics as well. But we got to give our people opportunities. I said, as president, I would do the largest non-drug uh, pardon of non-drug non-drug offenders in the nation's history, or, or any president ever did. So anybody that's in jail by weed or or anything that's nonviolent, you will be removed from jail and your record will be expunged. Yeah. That means you will have that. That means you will have a second chance in life. Also, I will open up opportunity. Well, they call it the opportunity era. Um, what they call it? Opportunity not zones. Opportunity centers where you can get uh, paid education uh, towards a, a job and choice that you want to do. Because uh, we need a lot of uh, a lot of engineers and a lot of other things that help grow and remake and reshape our country. And uh, I think people. With our, if people have free way of free of free, uh, the freedom to live what they and do what they want to do, a lot well, of creative opportunities can come out come out of that. But like I said, we have to have. And I, I understand you said the government, you know, never helps. It's not the government; it's the people who are in, in control of our government. We have the right people in there. I believe that the government will do the will of its people because the government is its people. Okay. The black black people as well. So we got to we got to get more involved. Our people got to get more involved and stop following the will of Democrats and Republicans who say give us our vote and we'll we'll do all these pretty things that you want us to do and never do it and never do it. So we got to look from ourselves and do it and take over ourselves. Let me interject this right here. Okay. You know, in, in America, in America, you know the 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 the. The biggest uh, movement that is going on right now is it involves the black female. We have more our our females right now. They are they are the new business owners. They are the ones that are out there that are you know you know getting yeah. that education, and then they're they're out here building companies and they're out here you know turning around the whole economic. Uh, uh, system, you know, we have we have more new black business owners that are female across the nation, and they are and they are. I mean, they are they are the new they are the new business uh, business uh, uh, what we're gonna say. Yeah, they are, and and they're doing exciting things. I mean, they are here. They doing the darn thing. So right. so 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 what you know. Where's the you know and and that doesn't that doesn't mean that that black males are not out here creating businesses we are we are here doing the thing but the too. black but black but women are catching up and being as equal as, as men and and that's what that's what is what is needed okay repeat that again I was just saying was it took black men to get up to this particular area of of of, uh, of uh, power and, and and opportunity for business growth and everything but I'm sure the black women now catch it up and they need to have have more of a place inside of, of our businesses in our neighborhoods to grow within our neighborhoods. And you talking about the project? You you get you get the right business in there to help grow within the, the with the uh, community. And as long as the police are, are working with the community and safety and, and and get rid of drugs and everything like that, that's how you restore um, mainly our, our 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 communities. You know, from the project. And I don't know why it popped up in my head, but I just remember you said that kind of links with 
the help of black women with businesses because I mean there I mean there are a lot of them down here in Cleveland downtown Cleveland um, so that that's a great thing. I mean in Atlanta is on fire, but you know the majority of the people that you see creating new businesses and being successful, they are black females. They are black females. Yes, sir. And in here in Jacksonville, Florida, we're all scattered across the country here, and I, that's what I love about this show. Mm-hmm. Here in Jacksonville, Florida, we got a woman running the first ever African-American lieutenant running for, I think, mayor is the position, Miss Letitia. And she, the black women are starting businesses all over the place all over the place, and we're trying to restore from the leadership meeting that I was at last week, the Mm -hmm. Jacksonville Leadership Women's Society, it's mostly African-American women, black women, indigo, whatever you want to call us. We're all black. But um, we are all trying to rebuild America. Okay. We're just trying to rebuild it, bring and all of our businesses here in Jacksonville, just to give y'all a heads up beautiful picture. It's not a beautiful scene here, but I'm trying to paint one. We're putting food in the houses again, giving the kids responsibilities when they're gang banging. We're talking to them like Miss Ham said, walking up to them when they're playing cards, shooting dice and everything else. We are trying down here in Jacksonville. Miss Ham, how is it up in the Bronx? I know what you do. Uh, we do the same like you said, exactly what you said. We're taking one one community at a time, one child at a time. At least some of us I know we are as boots on the ground and a youth program that we have, we're doing that way. We're giving back to our community and putting them part in a place where they can help out as well as we're doing. Teaching them what we know. Because that's what it's all about. Teaching them what we know. Because they are our future. So everything we put together, I'm getting some kids together to get real estate license. But they need to own land. They need to know what they should have, not just a job. So we're giving them everything that we should, they should know that we know. We're making them a better, a better person, to be a better person in the community, and be accountable for everything that's happening. So this is, this is their world. This is what they're making now. We're doing a terrible job. So we need them to come out and do what they can do. So they're very smart individuals. So reaching, outreach is very important. Okay, let let's 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 talk about let's talk about poverty, because mm-hmm. I, what you know we see what the effects of poverty is when we talk, when we look at the amount of of, of our children that are being uh, mass incarcerated uh, mm-hmm. across the nation. We look at the we look at the we look at them flooding the communities with drugs. We look at them flooding the communities with guns. What do y'all think on that? Well, since I was raised in, in poverty and around crime and all that, especially the projects down in Montgomery, Alabama, one thing that the reason why there's crime and drugs, poverty, is because of lack of hope and inspiration and leadership. I think that we could have been solved this poverty, this poverty thing a long time ago. And we, we are the most powerful country, most richest country in the, on earth basically the earth. But we have greed that's in play. That's not seeing the plight 
on every American child and family that has struggled. They claim that they care about the kids. Oh, we care about the children. You know? <laughs> oh, we care about, oh, we love the kids, don't we? But then you're letting them starve in school and talking about, well, they don't need to have a full stomach to learn. I think eating is a problem of the reason why they can't learn. That's why they want to cut off the school rush programs because they have no heart, no soul, and then by greed and that mighty, that God almighty dollar. I think you take greed out of it. I think you tell the real troops and find new ways, tax codes and whatnot, even add, you know, marijuana. There's not idea of out in California where tax revenues from marijuana go straight directly to communities of poverty, especially to help with rent, uh, rent, uh, you know, people, uh, they're homeless and whatnot, especially the veterans. Give them checks and whatnot. Mm-hmm. That can that can definitely. We have to think outside the box in some of these areas because there's the old way of going. There's so many people that sleep outside. Mm-hmm. It's, 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 I don't know how. I don't, I, I, I've done it once or twice, you know, like out in the woods or whatnot. But, but I, you know, there's people walking by you. Okay. But, uh, you know what people I feel? Go, oh, that's just, it's just, it's just. We got to change from that, and we need true leadership and something within Congress. Um, like the, I can't come over right now, but something with Congress, our government has to be more involved with state and local officials to come out with, come up with ways to help the people. We got a bunch of all these, all these old properties and we got a bunch of homeless people living in property. We got a bunch of kids that cannot learn, cannot go to schools. They ain't got the necessary tools and food necessary to survive, to meet their, their, their needs, their nourishment. And I don't know. We got to change though. That's all. We're in the 21st century. We need to change. And can I say something? Another thing, they need to know how we live. They're walking our shoes because if you don't know how a person is living, how they're surviving, you can't really attack the problem. Like if you go to schools and you see some child and they come to school, you know that child has eaten or not. You know that child has just came from a family where the father is beating on the mother or the mother beating on the, mother beating on the child or the husband. They have to understand what the children are going through to be able to address the issues. If you don't know what's going on, like some, for instance, some kids, are, let's say, like from another country, they're, they're speaking with people who just talk very low. You come to school, and what happens? The teacher's yelling at them, so they can't learn. You don't know what well, this child just came from a family that's real quiet, and you come here, you just yell at them. That prevents them from learning. You got to understand the child, understand where you're at, and then then attack. My sister, sister, why are you on that subject? Why are you Mm -hmm. on that subject, y'all? You know, we just came through the pandemic, okay, where where the children were were forced to be at home, where the mother was forced to be at home, okay? And if they was inside of a a destructive environment, if they was inside of an abusive environment, that Mm -hmm. means they were stuck at home in that abusive environment. Exactly. Okay. Exactly. So now what, what have we learned from this? What have we learned from this? Let me That's say something. Mm-hmm. First off, the one thing that I learned, we're all fighters. That's one thing I learned from all of us on this line. We're fighters, and we're out here doing what we need to do, and I'm honored to know you all and have you all on the line right now because we needed to have this conversation. I know I did. It was built up in the back of my mind and I could finally express myself. But um yeah. I witnessed the babies not eating in the school. 
Mm-hmm. And we put a problem to it down here in Jacksonville. It's a program called Bridge. All women, all women standing up and feeding these babies, putting money on the, what is it called at school, in the cafeteria, the money? Uh-huh. I don't know what that's called. I can't think of it at the moment. But the kids were coming to us after school saying, well, I'm hungry. Can I have a peanut butter and jelly sandwich? And I'm like, yeah, baby. My mama can't afford to put money on the cafeteria bill. What is it called? Does anybody know? Mm-hmm. The mama couldn't afford it. My daddy's at work or my daddy's deployed. Oh, there's so much going on. It's time. And Pastor Gant, Mr. Gant, thank you. Uh huh. Okay, we're down. We're 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 down to our last few minutes. So I want to, to uh, offer you all a chance to um, to summarize to summarize your views and give your closing statement. So, uh, well, I'll uh, I'll go first, and uh, again, I appreciate uh, you allowing me to be on your show today. I, I think the uh, discussion was fruitful and 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 I think that everybody that has listened has learned a lot and probably have gotten a little hope out of uh, possibly real change can occur here in America. We have to change from where we're going right now because we're not going to make we're not, we're, we're barely hanging on with, within ourselves without democracy without democracy is hanging on by a threat. Not for just blacks, not for just whites, but for everybody of the free world. Because we go dark, the world is, is going to go dark as well. But we need to have real strong conversations about race. We've got to have a president that is willing to know how to bring two, two different uh, divides and bring them together to show that we're all one America. Mm-hmm. We must no longer live in fear anymore, but we must live with the love and the courage that is necessary in order to heal this great land of ours. Okay. And I ask, that, I ask everybody to research me, look up landinghamcase.com. Take this opportunity to give out your uh, information so that they can follow you and, and keep yeah. in contact with you. Yeah, I, uh, you, you ready for me now? I can do it now? Yes. Okay. Uh, my name is Michael D. Landingham. It's like landing the plane and going ham for America. Uh, I reside in Cleveland, Ohio. Uh, you can take a look at the party of We the People on Facebook. That is the new political party that I created, an independently party, that Black Lives Matter organization, not the movement, but the organization, which you know, we can talk about that later on another time, had to have a new form of leadership, a new, a new leader. And so that's why I took that name and turned it into the party of We the People. Also check out landinghamcase.com. You will see what happened in the 2020 election. It wasn't about Donald Trump. Stealing the election, mean, Donald Trump got the election stolen from it. it was actually look at landingham.com. Also, you look at Google Landingham versus Department of Justice. I have a two billion dollar lawsuit at the federal courthouse building under a Freedom of Information Act 895 against the Justice Department for lying on my Freedom of Information Act about trying to cover up the threats from former President Donald J. Trump on December 10, 2018. Now, you'll look at all that, and I ask that you keep an open mind. If you have any questions, you can contact me on Facebook or uh, my campaign number, 
703-217-7. And I hope everybody stay blessed. And let's think about how we can protect our children in schools, how we can come up with new ways to fight this virus, and find new ways to really have the, the, the boldness to talk about what we fear the most. And it shouldn't be each other. Okay, Mr. I would like to say, sir, mm-hmm. Pastor Gant, Mr. Langingham, thank you. That's beautiful. Um, it's time to rebuild the families. It's time to bring the churches back the way we remember them. It's time we get these people off the streets. It's time that I pray all day, every day. I pray for everything. It's time, old school values, that's just me. Old school values, the way it was, and you know what? Let's utilize social media. I'm Now, that's again, you got me wanting to get on social media now, so that's what I got to say. I got something to say on social media, and I'm going to say it. Okay. All right, my my sister, do you have anything you want to uh, say? First of all, I want to thank you for this this meeting. It's amazing. We need this and more of it. What I love about everybody that said said what they said is about empowerment, empowering one another, starting from where we're at. Let's stop waiting for the government to take care of us. We are are a phenomenal group of people, and we do so much. Let's, Let's create our own community, like Nikki said, Let's create our own community. What's best for us? Because nobody knows what we. They, they may know what we're going through, but they don't know how to go through what we went through. So it's mm-hmm. time for us to empower one another, start where we at, and let's create our own village. Think back to uh, how do you say it? the village? Bring the village back in effect. Let's do that. And I'm, I, I agree with everyone who just said. I appreciate everybody, and I thank y'all for having me on the show. And Terry, you're right about the youth and teaching them the Bible and everything else. I, w- I didn't want to interrupt you earlier. Teaching them by land. I want to say we need to start teaching you to save the seeds. See, that's, that's right. a whole nother discussion. But saving the seeds from fruits and vegetables, replanting them in the garden. Let's rebuild this. Let's eat. Nobody should be hungry here. All this abandoned property and everything else. Come on now. Mm-hmm. That's a whole nother. That's a whole nother story. That agree, <laughs> agree, agree, totally and, agree. And we've done that before. All right, y'all. This is the whole truth, nothing but the truth. Radio broadcast. Pastor Lionel Gant coming to you live from Atlanta, Georgia. And once again, y'all, we're coming to you with nothing but the whole truth. I mean, it, we we can't we can't play with this thing anymore. It's time for us to get involved. And my last topic was about politics and, and us getting involved in the voting. You know, we had a disaster here in Atlanta where we had election, but the majority of black males didn't even go out to vote. All right, so we're down to our last few minutes. And uh, and I wanted y'all to just chime in on that right now uh, before we go off the air. What are, are we you, going to do to turn around the black vote? Well, can I say something? Are you talking? Oh, yes, ma'am. Yes, ma'am. Okay. Go ahead. Sorry. Go ahead. Are you talking about the fact that we they couldn't even hand out water and everything else for the voters, and they went and helped the elderly, and the black voters were being suppressed, sir? 
Yes, and we have a, we have a young woman that's running for governor here in Georgia, and uh, that that candidate that campaign is picking up heat. But if we don't get the people out to vote, and and you know, you know, and it depends on more than just the black vote to win the governorship in Georgia. You got to win the white vote too. Uh, but go ahead. Uh, well, I was saying that as the NWCP member of the Bronx chapter. What we're doing now is putting on a voting on um, smart voting workshop to teach everyone how to vote because a lot of people don't know how to vote and what they should do when they go. We teach them how to choose the candidate and research them before you make a decision. And that's what a lot of people know, that, that they have a voice and their voice is powerful. You can hire, you can, you can fire, and you can retain a person that's not doing their job. So once they're taught what they're supposed to be doing, if you see a committee not getting better, then you know that person's not doing their job. So this workshop is coming on soon with the NWCP branch chapter. So we're working on that as we speak a couple of weeks. Because they keep saying we're supposed to tell them, let's tell them who to vote for, we tell them how to vote. It's not yeah. our job. And I want to bring you all back on the broadcast so that we can put out this information that people can work with. Right. Uh, I, would, I would like I'd like to say one thing about the voting. You got to, yeah. first of all, the reason why people are, are doing what they're doing by trying to restrict our votes, take our votes away is because the other side to have any clear idea of solving our problems or bringing our people together, worrying uh-huh. about, the, about our, uh, our kids' education, worrying about kids in our schools, worrying about how are we going to pay the light, the gas, the rent, everything else going up. Uh-huh. They're only thinking about the seat. So they got to take and chip it. And, and, and our voting rights was taken away. Uh, the, uh, was, it, was it the Voting Rights Act? Uh, quite a while ago. So they've been chipping at it. Every which way, if you they say if you're gonna vote for us, we're gonna make you vote for us. Uh-huh. We're gonna we're gonna instill what we think is best for the country. And now you know, growing up, I say this. You know, I believe that voting is a fundamental right for every American. We should not make it harder. We should make it easier. We should Absolutely. do things like you can vote on your phone. Uh-huh. You know, you got You got You got You got an email. You got uh-huh. You got your social security number, and then you you get your vote. But uh-huh. technology is, is, is still kind of laggy on that. Somebody can inter- intercept that and change this exactly. and that. So that's why it's safer to do the paper, do the paper vote. But anyway, we need to we need to bring back integrity and trust back in our voting system. The only way we could do that is have the right, some new fresh leadership, not the same old, same old. And you'll get more people out there if you bring somebody fresh and new and 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 uh, articulate. And that's of the people, for the people, by the people. Uh, last, uh, last 90 seconds. And I'm going to add that, you know, the millennial generation, my sons, my sons and my daughters, you know, they, you know, they, they feel like the vote don't count for nothing and, you know, that the vote is not right. doing anything. And, uh, and, and, uh, and we know, we know how we're going to counter that. Right. How can we counter that? That's for the workshop. <laughs> All right, this is the whole truth, nothing but the truth radio broadcast. We're down to our last minutes on the uh, broadcast. So I want to thank you all for coming out. I want to thank you all for your input. And uh, and and next week uh, I'm going to actually I'm going to ask you all to come back on again so that we can go over these uh, go in more depth into what we're talking about today. All right, y'all, this is the Whole Truth, Nothing But the Truth radio broadcast. Pastor Lionel Gant coming to you live from the and we're coming to you with nothing 
but the whole truth. Peace and blessings. Love it. Love it. 